Nothing great about the day here. It's wonderful weather for a Sunday afternoon. Swelling the crowd even further. And as mentioned, it's by no means one way here, the support. Benfica have a tremendous following. I think that surprises many of us who visit every year for the International Champions Cup, actually, just how well supported they are across the United States. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 35 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinu. Welcome back. Uh, it is a wonderful Sunday afternoon here in New England, here in the northeast corner of the United States of America. It's been a little bit cold, but it, it's not so bad right now. Um, finally... <laughs> Finally have a little bit of time to record properly, and uh, thank you to everyone who listened to episode 34 that dropped just yesterday. All right, that was my review of the women's match, um, Benfica Sporting. I uh, did a good overnight number um, for the first day of downloads. I'm very happy with it. I want to thank everyone that keeps supporting this show week after week. Uh, we got a big show tonight. We got three games to go over, um, so it, we're going to, in the interest of time, try to keep it uh, reasonable tonight, so some of the features you're used to, we, we won't touch on tonight. Um, there won't be any news this week. There'll be, uh, we'll do all the news at the end of the week after the Leon game later this week. Um, in in the regular time frame, you know, uh, next weekend we'll have episode 36, and and I'll go over the news then. Um, too many rounds of Portuguese football to talk about to go over scores from other teams. So. We'll just go through these three games in the past week. Befica, nine points from three matches. Exactly what this team needed, okay? And I think, at least in my opinion from what I've seen, uh, the team got went from, you know, consistently improved a bit from each game. So that's what we needed um, in this stretch as um, BidTV was quick to point out after yesterday's victory over Rio Ave that Befica now five wins from five matches after the September uh, international break or the October international break, excuse me. So as we head into another international break very soon, uh, Befica two more matches before that break, all right? They got uh, Leon coming up this week in the Champions League and next week they're in the Asurge against Santa Clara. That's right. Uh, much love to my Azorians, of course, um, as 
you guys, if you've been listening to me, know my mother is Azorian. Um, my father is from mainland Portugal. My mother is Azorian. Uh, so I have love for the Azores. I got love for Santa Clara. But it's all about Benfica, baby. Damu 38. The train hopefully has left the station. And now it's going to start to roll week after week after week through these matches. All right. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick pause, going to listen to Reconquista, and we're going to get right in to Tondela Benfica from one week ago. Stay right there. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. And if you're on Facebook and you prefer to use Facebook, no problem. Just search the two words, Mr. Benfica. You will see the show page there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Jornada sofrida, a glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que eu não fico por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Até que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica, carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz, o querer de todos nós Carregas sozinho em cada esquina um vizinho Sente o carinho do Algarve até o Minho O vermelho pinta a Tuga e é isso o teu colinho Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Welcome back to Mr. Benfica. That was the sound of the goal on the road at Tondela one week ago by Ferru, the central defender, scoring off a set piece, the only goal of the match, and the goal that gave the three points to Benfica. That's the way it sounded around the world on your radio transmitters, courtesy of Antenna 1. 
All right, let's get right into this match, okay? We're going to go into the lineups to begin, and we're going to start with Tondela. Tondela playing in a 4-4-2. Their goalkeeper is Claudio Ramos. Uh, across the back, the back four on the right side, Fad Moufi. Uh, central back pairing of Bruno Wilson and Johan Tavares. And the left back is Philippe Ferreira. In the midfield, four men in the midfield. On the right, Pepelu. Middle, um, central midfielders, I should say. Philippe Sampaio and former Benfica uh, player, Johnny Morillo. Uh, remember that he had been loaned by Benfica to Tondela some seasons ago. Uh, moved to Tondela on a permanent move, I believe, last season. And the left-sided midfielder was was Xavier. Um, the attack, two two forwards up top, João Pedro and Danielson. Benfica also in a 4-4, Benfica, excuse me, in a 4-3-3 in this match. Um, Bruno Lage would go with Odie in goal still. And across the back, André Almeida, Ruben Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo. Three-man midfield with... With Florentino partnering up with Gabriel and Adel Tarapt. I think this was the first time we saw uh, these three together. I don't recall seeing this this combination of midfielders together. These three. And then up front you have Seferovic, PZ, and Franco Cervi making his return to the Liga. We've seen him in the Champions League this season, but with Rafa's injury... Chervy moves in to that position, and I think we're going to say his name a lot <laughs> in the next hour or so as we talk about these three matches. I think he's doing very well for himself, and um, he's showing the, the club, the manager, and the fans that he is going to work for his place in this team. All right, we are at the Stadio João Cardoso in Tondela. All right, and it is round number eight of the Portuguese Primeira Liga, the Liga Nage, the attendance in this match was 4,705. So the game starts off and we got Befica going um, right off the bat, getting uh, an attempt as Florentino sees a shot blocked in the second minute. Um, in the third minute, Seferovic is brought down by Johnny Murillo. Um, nothing comes of it. Benfica gets, you know, they get a good, a good rhythm going. Um, you can see Benfica moving the ball around better. Uh, they're coming off that quite lucky victory over, over Leon at home in the Champions League. And if you remember episode 33, when I reviewed that match, I said that I hoped that this little bit of luck is what Benfica needed to turn the table. And they came into this match, you know, um, a little bit slow, um, looking a little lackadaisical, but uh, the idea seemed to be there. It looked like they wanted to play better. They're looking to move the ball a little bit more. Uh, Florentino being back obviously solidifies the team defensively, and Gabriel uh, comes back, and Gabriel is just fantastic. And um, you'll we'll hear about him later, but it was in yesterday's in the post uh, match interview with uh, after the Rio Ave match yesterday but it was pointed out by Carlos Carvalhal the the manager of Rio Ave that that um Gabriel is, is the most important piece for Benfica in their game of high pressure without Gabriel we know we see we're not the same team without him but he is uh, the first line of that pressure he is the man that really 
He's like a glue that holds the team together, holds the shape of the team together in those high presses. And having him back really makes a difference. Um, even though he's not at full speed, he's not ready quite yet. He's not 100%. Um, but just having his him there and his class and his awareness, his vision, uh, Befica are, are that much better of a team just by putting him on the pitch. And what you heard there... Uh, Early the earlier there, I should say at the top, with the audio, it is a corner kick surrendered by Johan Tavares, and it would be taken by Grimaldo, and Grimaldo's outswinger would find the head of Ferru, and the young Portuguese defender would head the ball past Claudio Ramos for the goal, one nil to Benfica, and um, Benfica would would see this match out. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this match. Um, it was not a great performance. Uh, Benfica, you know, did what they had to do. They came out of there with three points. Um, if you go back and you listen to some of the analysis from from some of the others, uh, there was a feeling of Benfica doing just enough to beat teams in the Portuguese league. And um, I think it was it was either Nunu or it was or it was Baquero on Benfica FM that said, you know, that Benfica are fortunate that this league is so weak right now and so poor that. Um, playing poorly, we still managed to get results. But uh, if nothing else, again, it's another clean sheet for Benfica. I value that very highly. Um, yes, the team played so slow. This is, I mean, had this episode been about just that one game, um, you would hear me on here just harping about how slow and the word that that you hear on the broadcast and you hear the the. The commentary say lento in Portuguese. Lento, lento, lento. Slow, slow, slow. Um, and Benfica did look slow. The pitch looked to be in decent condition. Um, perhaps it was a little heavy. There was some rain. But fantastic road support once again for Benfica. Every time Benfica goes on the road, the support is just phenomenal. It's almost better than when it is at the Stadio de Luz. And... Um, I'm really not going to sit through too much more of this match. Florentino Luis picks up a yellow card in the 26th. We got... That takes... in The rest of the first half is basically a little bit of a tussle. But Benfica does enough. That's all that really we need to take from this match. Is that Benfica does enough. Um, we come back to the second half. Florentino has another chance blocked uh, from outside the box in the 49th minute. Um... Gabriel brings down Fad Moufi down the right wing in the 49th minute as well. Uh, nothing comes of it. Grimaldo misses a, an opportunity in the 51st. Left-footed effort from more than 35 yards, but high and wide. Um, going down the rest of the happenings in this match. And very little, a lot of fouls. Very little football. A lot of fouls. A lot of uh, ticky-tack fouls. Um... Chiquinho would make his return in the 65th minute, replacing Tarap. This this is one. This is important. I mean, this guy was slated from his adductor injury to be out until January, and he's back at the end of October. In this one, this is we're going back a week. This was the end of October. Chiquinho returns to the pitch. All right, comes on in the 65 minute, 65th minute. Excuse me, replaces Tarap, and um, has himself a pretty good account. Uh, has a pretty good account of himself. Tundelo would make two, would make a substitution in the 73rd. Richard would come on. Felipe Sampaio comes off. Um, we get Benfica, you know, creating little. Um, just really poor pass. 
lacking some forward passing, lacking some, uh, lacking a lot of of gusto going forward. I remember a goal point um, tweeting out after this about Benfica's possession was very much, you know, in the back half of their attacking third, um, in the mid middle third, some of it in their defending third. Really, Benfica did not create too much in this game. 80th minute, uh, Tondelo would try to get something going. Jonathan Toro would come in and, and replace Felipe Ferreira, um, as would Tomislav Strakali would replace Danielson in the 82nd. Andre Almeida would see yellow in the 84th for a foul, a bad foul, on Fad Maufi. But again, that attempt would be missed by Jonathan Toro. Uh, he would have a header off of a free kick from João Pedro. But Odie was not really troubled too much in this match. 86th minute, my cousin Vinny comes on as Carlos Vinicius replaces Peasy. And uh, really just adding a big body to put up front to hold the ball. Bruno Lage seeing this one out. Really um, not much going. Like I said, this is not a great match to talk about at all. It was uh, a match in which Befica just did enough. Like I said, Juan Pedro sees a yellow card in the 90th plus one. But that would be all she wrote. Uh, 90th plus four, Benfica would sub on Jetson to replace Chervi. Good performance from Chervi, at least f- from a work rate standpoint. He would come on. He and in his first start this season in the Liga, he would. Uh, he he he's a good two way player. He's not great. He's not gonna. He's not a world beater. He's not gonna uh, blow you away with amazing skill or or you know scoring a hat trick. But he goes both ways very well. He attacks decently well. He defends very well for for a midfielder. And um, or for an outside player, I shouldn't say a midfielder because we're playing him further up the pitch. But he gets back and defends well. Um, a good good overall performance from a player who's had little reps this season. So it was important for that. Um, Shikinu would miss a left-footed shot in the 90th plus four from outside the box. It was it was close, but missed it to the right, and the match would end one nil to Benfica on the road. Three points. Um, and on to the next one, really. Benfica would uh, knew that the next game was coming quickly. It would come on Wednesday. This was on sa- uh, last Sunday. So they were going to play a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule for this week. And um, let's take a quick break. And then let's go to Wednesday and the match at home against Portimones. And welcome back to episode 35 of Mr. Benfica. Let's fast forward now to Wednesday, October the 30th. We are in the Stadio de Luz in Lisbon, in our home stadium. Benfica versus Portimones, or as I sometimes like to call them, Porto Mones. <laughs> a uh, bit of a sometimes uh, ally of our rivals from the north. But um, let's get right into the lineups for this game. We'll start with the visitors from the Algarve. Ricardo Ferreira is the goalkeeper, and they are playing this match in a 4-3-3. They're back for Koki Anzai as the right back. Lucas Pocinolo is the center back along with Jadson, and the left back is Rodrigo. In the three-man midfield, the central midfielder is Pedro Sá with Lucas Fernandes and Emmanuel Hackman on each side of him. And the attacking three... You have Tabata on the right with Yuri on the left and Ailton Boamart, the nephew of former Portugal international Luiz Boamart, 
English Premier League veteran Luis Boamort uh, starting on the left side of the attack for Portimonense. Benfica returns to a 4-3-3. Some changes in the lineup from the team that faced Tondela in the previous match, which we talked about in the previous segment. Odi still in goal as always. The right back was Andre Almeida, Ruben Dias. Jardel replaces Ferru in the starting 11 at center back. And Grimaldo is the left back. Samadij would replace Florentino in the midfield, and he'd pair up with Jetson and Gabriel returning to the starting lineup. Two games in a row for Gabriel. Good to see him back, and good to see him uh, healthy enough to, to to log these kind of minutes. Up front, we have some a much different-looking team up front. You got Chervi on the left. My cousin Vinny in the middle as the central striker. And Chiquinho starts, I believe, for the first time in an official match for Benfica. He is on the right side of the attack in the 4-4-3. We'll move right into the match. And in the fourth minute, Chiquinho with a chance right off the bat. Uh, He has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but it's just a little high. Sixth minute, it's Portimonense winning a free kick here. Bruno Tabata fouled by Grimaldo, but the free kick does not give uh, anything really as it's it ends up becoming a 50-50 ball. Won by Benfica, and Benfica would turn around and come out. In the eighth minute now, Pedro Sav, Portimonense would win a free kick in his own defensive half. Of course, he was fouled by Carlos Vinicius. Tenth minute, an attempt is blocked as Lucas Fernandes of Portimonense fires a right-footed shot from outside the box that is blocked by Ruben Diaz. We move forward just a little bit more as we get to the 13th minute, and it's my cousin Vinny again, Carlos Vinicius. Right-footed shot from outside the box. This one was blocked, however, by Koki Anzai of of Portimonense, but he would concede a corner on the play, but the ensuing corner an opportunity would be missed as Gabriel's header from the center of the box would miss from the left as he would be um he would receive that ball on a corner kick from Chiquinho we move ahead though to the 16th minute and let's have a listen That's right. That was the call from Elder Conduto on BTV. Corner kick taken by Chiquinho here in the 16th minute. Uh, the ball comes out to about the corner of the goal area, um, the small box, if you will, and Gabriel is there first. Gabriel manages to head it across the goal where Andre Almeida is coming in, timing his run perfectly, almost like they drew it up that way, and Andre Almeida heads the ball past the goalkeeper for the first goal of the match for Benfica. Benfica take a 1-0 lead and the Stadio de Luz erupts 
and you heard there, for those of you that understand Portuguese, you heard Elder there say Benfica's fifth set-piece goal this season and their 18th goal in total in the Liga Nage this season. Benfica taking the lead in this game in a pressure-packed game, a game where Benfica knew they had to take full points. Um, that was because earlier in the in the day, Excuse me. Earlier in the day, the news had already happened as uh, Porto had traveled to the Madeira. And as they normally do, one of the places Porto has the hardest uh, hardest time getting points on the road is in Madeira against Maritimo. And if not for an absolute gift of a goal from the referee in which Tiquinho Suarez uses his arm, uh, Porto would have lost all three points. They were lucky to salvage one. But victory in this match here for Benfica would put them past Porto into first place in the Liga Nage. Good start for the Aguiers on this one. Let's fast forward, though, and we're going to go down to the 27th minute now. Gabriel taken down down the left wing. He is fouled by Lucas Fernandes, and the referee would show a yellow card for Lucas Fernandes. He'd be the first player to go into the book. In the 30th minute, there'd be a an attempt blocked by Benfica as Bruno Tabata would have a left-footed shot from the right side of the box. But again, it would be Ruben Dias with another block. <clears throat> Carlos Vinicius would have his own effort blocked in the 31st. A left-footed shot from the left side of the box. He had received a nice pass from Samarish, who, let's talk about him for a minute. Samarish, my man, is back in the starting lineup, back in the lineup. Bruno Lage clarified in the press this week um, when asked about why he's not even um, included uh, Samarish on the bench. He claimed that for that position that Samarish and that, that Florentino share, as well as Feja, there is only one player that dresses. That's just the way he, he organizes the team. So if Samadish does not start, Samadish is not listed on the substitutes bench, at, at least right now. That's what Bruno Lage is saying. If nothing else, it is an explanation. But this guy is so important to the morale and to the, the, to the functionality of the core group in this locker room. Good to see him on the pitch again. 33rd minute, Jetson is whistled. Uh, sorry, Jetson plays a through ball and Chiquinho is whistled for the offside. 34th minute, Chiquinho with another effort, left-footed from the left side of the box, but it doesn't find its way through the Portimonense defense. Uh, he had received a nice pass from Franco Cervi. Jardel would commit a foul in the 35th minute, bringing down Yuri on the edge of the right, of the right wing on the edge of the box. Um... Portimon is unable to capitalize. 40th minute, Andres Samadis would suffer a foul in his defensive half. He'd have been fouled by Jadson. Some more foul, a lot of fouls in this match again. A typical Portuguese league match where the opposition uh, racks up, you know, the fouls. Um, you go through the rest of the half of Efica basically trying to get going, but, but cut down. And we go into halftime. Befica 1, Portimon is a nil. All right, so let's not waste any time. Let's go right in to the second half here. Um, right off the bat, 46th minute, Andre Almeida hits the hits the bar with a header from the center of the box on a cross from Grimaldo. However, just a few seconds later, this would happen. Have a listen. Vai, Grimaldo, 
mais um cruzamento, pode ser o gol, pode ser Está lá dentro, é gol! And there it was, a goal for Ruben Diaz off of that ensuing corner kick that we had just talked about where Under Almeida's header found its way to the bar. The, the ball was poorly cleared. It found its way to Grimaldo on the right. Grimaldo with an in-swinging cross. And Ruben Diaz, like a striker, just just calmly places the ball with his right foot past the goalkeeper, under the bar, into the roof of the netting. And Benfica have a 2-0 lead, and it is match or appearance, I should say, number 99 for Ruben Dias with Benfica. And he celebrates with a goal. The Stadio de Luz comes alive, a very lively Wednesday night crowd at the Luz on a rainy night in Lisbon. Very rainy night. Um... You can see the entire team just mobs them. And for the first time in quite some time, this team looks like they're hungry. They look like they're enjoying their football at the moment. Uh, you heard me say that in episode 34 about the women's team. They just look like they're always enjoying their football and they're smiling and they're playing with so much confidence and so much passion. And the men's team in this match finally started to look like that again and it started to look give some glimpses to us that maybe they're going to start to turn the corner all right this september to november part of the season historically whether the manager's been Bruno Lage uh Rui Vitoria or Jorge Jesus Benfica struggled in those windows there in between those international windows um very, very promising performance thus far by Mefica in this match. As we continue forward now with the second half, Mefica take the lead 2-0. Portimones, on the other hand, trying to get a hold of their bearings, trying to, to salvage this thing before it gets out of hand. You can see them trying to regroup. Coach Antonio Folha trying to get his boys to turn it around a little bit and to solidify and to not let this turn in to a, an authentic goleada, as we say. Um, we're in the 51st minute now. Servi will, will draw a free kick. Uh, it's in his defensive half, but another foul by Emmanuel Hackman. 52nd minute, Chiquinho, right-footed shot from the center of the box, is saved in the bottom right corner. A nice pass from Chervi would set up Chiquinho with this shot, but it would be saved in the bottom right corner. We continue to move forward, and we're in the 54th minute, and now Andre Almeida, goal scorer for the first goal, is shown a yellow card for a foul on on Ailton Boamort. All right, so... Andre Almeida goes into the books, and subsequently we'd see another foul by Benfica, this time Samaris, 
And in the 57th minute, Folia will go to his bench. Antonio Folia, of course, the former Porto player, um, a very much re- revered and a very, um, you know, encarinado uh, player there from from Porto. He was in the 90s, you know, um, when he was there. Antonio Folia, he goes to a substitute bench. Marluz Moreno is in. Ailton Boamort is off. 58th minute, a a save for Odie as Lucas Fernandes heads a right-footed shot from a different, difficult angle from long range on the left, but it's saved in the top corner by Odie Sejas of Lacodimo. And it's the first time we have called his name in this match. He saves it and parries it out for a corner. On the ensuing corner, it, there's another attempt block again. Lucas Fernandes, right-footed shot. From outside the box, but it's blocked, leading to a counterattack for Benfica. And what do you know? That's right, a goal for my cousin Vinny. That's right, he scores again. Let me tell you, goals per minute, this guy is up there. He, uh, In his first start in the league, he really showed something here. And uh, it's important to point out, the play starts when... Uh, when uh, Franco Cervi, working very well defensively, uh, dispossesses Lukas. Um, well now his last name uh, is escaping me for the moment. But he dispossesses Lukas Pereira. And he finds uh, he finds Alex Grimaldo breaking into space down the left. Basically, Grimaldo uh, overlaps him. And Cervi plays him into space. Grimaldo carries at pace. Looks up and plays a, a fantastic uh, a fantastic bended ball along the ground, maybe an inch off the ground, just just so. Onto the run of Carlos Vinicius, who outruns the Portimonense back line, carries it into the box, and dribbles the goalkeeper for the goal, making it 3-0, bringing the Stade de Luge once again into pandemonium. And don't hold your breath yet, because then this happened. Vinicius, 
Carlos Vinicius with his second of the game. This time the assist goes to Chiquinho, who was played in on another nice ball from from Grimaldo. Chiquinho with an outside of the foot. First time pass right on to Vinicius' run. And Vinicius would put it past the goalkeeper and make it 4-0. Vinicius would then be subbed off for Seferovic as he had been cramping up. As you might have heard there, uh, Rogério Matias back in the in the third goal of the game. And Vinicius' first goal saying that he went down with Caimbras, meaning cramps. So, Nothing else really to talk about in this match um, going forward. Benfica finish it out, winning 4-0, playing well. Okay, probably one of their better performances all season. And finally giving a fan base uh, some hope. Um, goal point, the, the technology I uh, we always use with the ratings here on this show. They tweeted out something shortly after the match and... Um, Actually, were nice enough to tag me in it, so I want to thank Goal Point. Uh, they tagged me in it, and it was a statistic that Carlos Vinicius with two goals on just 19 touches in the match. That's right, just 19 touches. So, so much for possession, okay? <laughs> you guys know how I feel about that statistic when it's um, on its own with no contents, uh, no context. Excuse me. Um, you don't have to possess for 80% of the match to be effective. Carlos Vinicius shows that. 19 touches, two goals. Uh, let's go to the goal point ratings for this match, all right? And um, we'll start with the visitors, of course. Ricardo, the goalkeeper, 4.5. Lukic, 4.9. Jetson, 4.8. Rodrigo would be 5.2. Anzai would be 3.2. Pedro Sá, 3.8. Lukic, Fernandes, 5.6. Hackman, 4.8. Bruno Tabata, 4.3. Yuri would be a 4.7, and Ailton Boamort with a 4.0. Their substitutes, Moreno and Romelu, 4.8 and 5.2, respectively. Now for Benfica, uh, Odi Vlacodimus was a 5.9 in a shutout. Andre Almeida, the right back with a goal and a 7.2. Ruben Diaz, another solid 7.1. Jardel, 6.3. Grimaldo, 7.7. Franco Cervi, 6.5. Gabriel, a 5.9. Samadij, a 6.8. Good performance from him in his return to the lineup. Jetson Fernandes would be 5.8. Chiquinho, 6.1 in his, as he, in his first start, I should say. And the man of the match, according to Goal Point and according to Liganage, Carlos Vinicius, my cousin Vinny, 8.4 with two goals. Um, also notable substitutes, Seferovic, 5.5 off the bench, and Pizzi, 5.4 off the bench. Jota, not on the pitch long enough to get a rating. Um, a few of the statistics, shots on goal, 17-8 to 8 in favor of Benfica. Uh, I should say total shots, shots on goal, Gmatz Inquadrados. 6.2 in fa- uh, 622 excuse me in favor of Benfica shots um in the area 14 shots in the area for Benfica 3 for Portimonense total passes 480 for Benfica to fi- 356 for Portimonense uh pass efficiency Benfica 87.7% pass efficiency while Portimonense 82.6 pass uh, percent pass efficiency in the vertical passes forward passes 72.7 percent for Benfica 70.2 percent for the side from Algarve 
overall possession, Benfica 57.9, basically 58% to 42%. Um, offsides was two to, to Benfica, none to Portimonis. Fouls 14 to 9 to Portimonis. Uh, duels won, Benfica 55 duels won, two. Two Portimonis is 37, while Benfica had five corners, Portimonis one, and crosses. Benfica running off 20 crosses in this match, Portimonis forcing six. Um, and we talked about Vinicius. Here is, if you look at it, and if you go to goal point, you can see his heat map. He is hot in the area. <laughs> A lot of work inside the area. He had two goals, four sh four shots on goal, two of them, or four shots total, two on goal. He won his one aerial duel. He had a 57% uh, pass efficiency, a 3-for-3 three three on dribbles, and he recovered the ball three times, three steals, and he won his one defensive aerial duel as well. That wraps up the Wednesday night match. So we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to talk about the game against Rio Ave yesterday. It was a family affair. That's right. It was Bruno Lage taking on uh, Rio Ave, his mentor, Carlos Carvalhal in the other bench, and on Carlos Carvalhal's staff, none other than Luis Nascimento, the brother of Bruno Lage. That's why it was a family affair. We'll get into that match when we come back after this word. All right. Don't move a muscle. Don't forget, find us on Twitter at Benfica Mr. and on Instagram at Mr. Benfica. All right. We'll be right back with a wrap up from Benfica Rio Ave. Não, não porque não tivemos tempo, uh, jogos tão, tão, tão consecutivos, nem, nem há tempo para dormir, quanto mais para falar com, com quem quer que seja. Um, não dividir, dividir este jogo em, em dois planos, o primeiro, claro, uh, emocional, por aquilo que, que me liga a equipa técnica, ao Carlos Carvalhal, ao João Mário, ao, ao Luís, mas depois de uma forma fria, ver o jogo por aquilo que é que é os 90 minutos, que é, o, que é o lado estratégico e tático e, e perceber realmente a, a enorme competência do, do Rio Ava, se for... And that there was the manager, the Mr. Brunelage, talking about uh, this matchup now with Hiuav. That was on Friday, and the reporter asked him if he had had a chance to speak to his brother yet about this match, and he said, no, no, no. He said, with so many matches, I don't have enough time to sleep, much less to talk to anybody. Um, but then he also obviously said this is a special matchup for him, given his connection to that staff at Riuav. Uh, he mentioned uh, Carlos Carvalhal, uh, Zé Mario, and, and uh, his brother, Luis Nascimento, um, and that he worked with those guys. That, that's part of the staff he was on at, uh, at, at Swansea, you know, minus his brother. His brother, I don't believe, was there. But when he was at Swansea and at Sheffield Wednesday with Carlos Carvalhal, uh, basically Carlos's current assistants were, were his were his colleagues. So um, in this season, Carlos brought brought Bruno's brother Luis Luis Nascimento Luis Elijah Nascimento into into his staff when he took the job at Chihuahua. So this was going to be a tough match. Chihuahua were going to be well organized, and for me. This is a very interesting matchup because I do I have to admit about ten years ago or so, 
Um, I became a big fan of Carlos Carvalhal, not for any coaching he had done, because um, at the time I only knew him as a failed uh, coach from Sporting. I'd learned later that you know he was successful with with Lechonge and with Vitoria Stubal as a coach before um, taking the Sporting job. And, and who's ever succeeded at Sporting? So no one should be judged against how they did at that club. Um, and then he went on, you know, to Turkey to to win a championship with Besiktas and then on to England a little bit later. But but really, Carlos Carvalhal's TV work is some of my favorite. Um, he's one of my favorite to watch in breaking down videos. And I know when he was on RTP about 10 years ago when Maybe it was less than that. When George Zouche first came on on uh, as Benfica coach, um, that first season, I watched a lot of. I don't even remember the show anymore. It wasn't through the talk. It was a show. It was a similar type of show where they did a lot of review of matches and and Carlos Carvalhal breaking down film was was absolutely phenomenal. And um, those of you that read Lateral Scared, you know that he gave a lot of access to them uh, during his time at Sheffield Wednesday. There was some video of his training sessions. He's a fantastic coach and. And it's no doubt when when I learned that Bruno Lage was one of his assistants, I was very happy with Bruno Lage getting the, the head coaching job a year ago um, when he took over. And I, I had seen from what he had done in the B team and fact of knowing that he came from a Carlos Carvalhal staff, I knew that I, I was going to like his his methods, his his vision of how he likes the game to be played. So this is a big game. Let's get to it, all right? We're back at the Stadio de Luz for the second game and in a row. And um, the weather's a little bit better for this one. And we've got... Uh, let's go with the starting lineups in a 4-3-3 for Rio Ave, coached, of course, like I said, by Carlos Carvalhal. Uh, Powell Kizek is the goalkeeper. The back four, Nelson Monte, Tony Borovokovic, Adderland, Santos, and Mateusz are the back four. In midfield, Nicola Jambor. Zarantini, the veteran, longtime captain and symbol of Rio Ave, is the, is the pivot, the holding center mid, with our old friend Philippe Augusto uh, playing off to his left. Philippe Augusto, of course, former Benfica player. And the three men in attack for Rio Ave is... Gabriel Zinho, Meiri Taremi, and former Benfica player Nuno Santos. Nice to see him back. However, he, he is a player that um, I hope he never comes back to haunt us. Uh, Bruno Lage opts to go back to the 4-4-2 for this one. Odie still in goal. Andre Almeida, Ruben, uh, Ferru, and Grimaldo are the back four. In midfield, he returns to the the tandem of Florentino Luiz and Gabriel with Pizzi returning to the starting lineup after his first missed start in 50 games against Portimonense after 50 consecutive starts with Benfica. Uh, he he did not start that game. Back in the starting lineup, back to start a new streak here. Pizzi on the right side of midfield and Franco Cervi starting again on the left. And up front, the same starting strike tandem that Brunelage went with midweek. It is Chiquinho pairing up with my cousin Vinny. Carlos Vinicius, of course. And let's get right into the match. And it begins with a foul real early by Gabriel. And um, on the ensuing play, Benfica would concede a corner kick as Ruben Diaz would put the ball out of play for a corner kick. But nothing would come of it, and Carlos Vinicius would win a free kick defending that corner kick uh, in his own half, uh, fouled by Ardalan Santos. 
In the sixth minute, Nuno Sancho would win a free kick in the defensive half. He was befouled by Carlos Vinicius. We move forward here to the eighth minute, and Chervi on the left side has a, or on the right side, I should say, has a left-footed effort from outside the box, but saved in the bottom right corner by the Polish goalkeeper. And Florentino Luiz was the one to set him up, and Pavel Kizek with a brilliant save. However, conceding a corner. Um, on the ensuing corner, foul, uh, Ferru would be whistled for a foul on Philippe Auguste. Tenth minute, Tarantini for Riuav has a right-footed shot from outside the box, but it's just high and wide, unable to trouble Odysseus Vlacodimos in goal. Thirteenth minute, it would be Chiquinho's uh, turn to draw a foul, as Philippe Auguste would bring down the Benfica forward and it would be in the attacking half giving a free kick nothing comes of it though 16th minute we have another foul this time it's Gabriel once again fouling Taremi and a lot of fouls and it's 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 a theme I know in this league this is I would love to see a stat that compares this league to the others in terms of fouls committed I I am if the if the UEFA coefficient was was based on fouls committed, I think Befica would be a top four league, no doubt about it. We move forward here and we go in to the twenty eighth minute where Chervi is shown the yellow card for a foul on on Nelson Monte, and he would go into the into the book. Um, Peasy would have an attempt blocked in the 29th. His right-footed shot from outside the box would be blocked as Vinicius had headed the ball to him. It would go out for a corner. Um, the cor- There'd be a corner, and on the ensuing corner, Andre Almeida would appear to be fouled as he was going up for a header. Uh, the referee at first didn't call it, um, gave instead another corner kick. Um, he, you see the referee point to his earpiece or, or hold his earpiece, I should say, and start to listen to somebody talking to him. And apparently, despite the replay being very, very evident that it was, in fact, a push there against Almeida, the the referee uh, says that there's not enough there to overturn the call, and they go with the corner kick. And on the ensuing corner for Benfica...
That was the sound of it, and it is Ruben Diaz for the second game in a row, and this time on his 100th appearance as a Benfica player at the top level. Ruben Diaz would get on the end of PZ's corner kick and head it from the center of the box to the high center of the goal. Powerful, powerful header from the Portuguese international. He beats the Polish goalkeeper, and Benfica score first despite the claims of penalty uh, or the cries for a penalty that was not given. I know I got up and yelled that, <laughs> you know, I, I was psyched about this goal because not even the referee was going to keep this one out of the goal. That's right. We're playing against the referees once again. You know, you know how it is in this era of Porto Ocalu. Everything goes their way. Nothing goes our way in terms of refereeing. And I know that statement right there is going to set off the rivals and all the more power to them. Let me Come talk to me when you got 37, all of you. All right, so Befica take the lead. Nice playing. And in the 34th minute, a little frustration showing for Riuav. Adelan Sanchez shown the yellow card for a foul on Carlos Vinicius. Free kick is blocked, though, as PZ would take it. It goes into the wall from outside the box. Benfica would have another corner in the 36th, and it would be cleared from danger by the Riuav back line. Um, in the 38th minute, another chance for Benfica. It's Carlos Vinicius with a left-footed shot from outside the box, just a bit too high. Uh, Carlos Vinicius in this match, okay, he wouldn't get on the score sheet. The, there's a, a spoiler for you. He won't get on the score sheet, as you probably know, because I'm assuming you, you watch this match if you're listening to this podcast, or if you haven't, you know... That's there's your spoiler. He won't get on the but what a work rate from Carlos Vinicius in this match. And I think later when he exits the field, when he substituted off, I think the the giant ovation and the giant applause the Stadio de Luz gave him is is a, is you know a a um it's it's you know a show of that of that uh, appreciation from the fan base. Um, he would do a lot in this game, even though he would not get uh, on the score sheet. He would create a lot. He would also open a lot of space for Chiquinho and for Pizzi. Um, you know, he, he doesn't get enough credit for that. A lot of forwards don't get credit for that. Um, but that's one of the most important uh, jobs of a central forward, of a striker, especially when you've got a big body like like Carlos Vinicius. If you can draw attention away from your other smaller players and create space for them to create and do what they do, that's always going to help your team in the long run. And we're in now in the 40th minute. Nuno Sanch hits the left post with a left-footed shot from the left side of the box. Taremi finds him. He has his go at it. He's got Odie beat. Odie kind of froze. Odie thought he was going far post. He got kind of stuck. And uh, Nuno Sanch tries to go for the short post for the first post. And he clanks it right off of the post. Danger averted, but very, very, um, very, very good opportunity for Hiwav to level it before halftime. We will go forward, and in the 45th minute now, Nunu Sanch would be shown a yellow card for a foul on Andre Almeida, and that will take us to the halftime break as uh, we have Benfica 1, Hiwav 0. All right, and let's take a quick break right here. It won't be long. We'll be right back with the second half of this one. This is Mr. Benfica on Twitter, at Benfica Mr., and on 
Instagram at Mr. Benfica. to the second half now here. It's Benfica 1, Riwav nil, as you remember. And in the 48th minute, Shikinu with the shot blocked. A right-footed effort from the center of the box, but was blocked by the back line of Riwav. In the 48th minute, Vinicius, it's his turn to have a shot blocked. Left-footed shot from the center of the box. Um, we would move forward. Andre Almeida would bring down uh, Felipe August in the 48th minute. In his own half, so no danger there. Prevents a counterattack from starting. And then we get to the 50th minute and a little bit of magic from our old friend. That's right, a return to goal-scoring form, at least a return to the score sheet for the league's top scorer once again. PZ scoring his seventh of the season, his first in a while, though. It had been a while since we'd seen that salute from PZ from the Magic number 21, and it is now... 2-0 to Benfica, a brilliant pass from Franco Cervi, who really had himself one heck of a game in this match. He really, really put on a good performance. And Benfica now look to be in a bit of control, and um, the result seems a bit safer. Um, we know how much talent is on this Chihuahua side. This is not your average, you know, uh, low-level team. This is a team that's on the up. This is a team that's climbing, and I, like I said, I expect them to fight for that fifth place and, and to fight for a spot in the in the Europa League or the, what are they going to call it next season, the Europa Conference, or perhaps that's the season after. Um so this was a, a good bit of insur uh, insurance for Befica. Substitution for Riuav, Carlos Carvalhal, goes to the bench, and he brings on Ronan to replace Mehdi Taremi, and then he would make another substitution here in the 53rd minute. Carlos Mané comes on for Gabriel Zinho. Carlos Mané, of course, the former Sporting player. And... 
We get another attempt missed here in the 56th minute. Ruben Diaz has another go at goal. A right-footed shot from the center of the box. Misses just to the right, following a great pass from Grimaldo. In the 56th, it's Servi's turn as he takes a left-footed effort from the center of the box, but he misses just right after receiving a pass from Florentino Luiz. Servi having probably his best game of the season here, the Argentinian, as he seems to find himself back in favor with the manager, back in favor with the fans, back in favor with Benfica Nation. That's right. And we move forward, 59th minute, and we have a foul on PZ from Nicola Jambor. 59th still attempt missed here as Carlos Vinicius gets a header from the center of the box, but he heads it just to the left. And this was a funny-looking one because Chiquinho sends a hard, low-driven cross. And rather than raising his foot to to direct this ball towards goal, Carlos Vinicius gets the idea to squat basically to the ground and try to get his head on it. He gets his head on it, and he flicks it, but it just goes wide to the goalkeeper's right. Um, looked a little bit a little bit uh, foolish, but um, perhaps he just misjudged the speed at which that pass was coming. We would have an attempt for Riwav missed in the 61st minute. It'd be Ronan. He's, his header from the center of the box would miss just to the right off a cross from Nuno Santos. In the yellow, in the 62nd minute, we go to the referee's pocket again, and it is a yellow card for Riwav's Tarantini. He would he fouls Gabriel in the attacking half, and he goes into the referee's book for it. Chervi with another attempt in the 66th minute. Left-footed shot from the right side of the box. Blocked by the Riuav defensive line. Another block in the 67th. This time it's Vinicius' left-footed effort from the left side of the box. Off a pass from Franco Chervi. Uh, Chiquinho with an opportunity in the 69th. Uh, Right-footed shot from outside the box. But he puts that a little bit too high. And we go to the substitute bench one more time for Riuav. Carlos Carvalhal brings on Messias and takes off Erdelan Santos. And Benfica will go to the substitute bench in the 76. Bruno Lage calls on Tomas Tavares to replace Grimaldo as Grimaldo went down with an injury. Didn't look to be anything serious. Looks to be a precaution as he was applauding his fans on his way off of the pitch and he didn't look terribly um concerned about uh, about Tuesday's match with Leon or anything like that he just came off and Tomas Tavares for the first time plays on the left side of the defense this season uh he has played on both sides in the juniors and in the U23s in the past another substitution here in the 80th minute and it is Jetson Fernandes coming on for Chiquinho. Chiquinho gets a great ovation from the Stadio de Luz as he puts in another solid effort coming back from injury. Three games in a row, three good performances, two starts, and um, I think that's going to be his position. If you you can go back, you can go back to earlier episodes earlier in the season when we were all clamoring that this RDT and Seferovic partnership was not working. I said before he was injured, I said that Chiquinho is probably best suited for that position. He's proven me right right now, and I'm I'm grateful for that because um could just have easily gone the other way and not been in his his um 
his skill set, but that's more or less what he played when he was at Moreirense last year. So I got to see a little bit of Chiquinho in that role, and I had no doubts he could play it. And he's put in, like I said, three good performances, two starts that were absolutely solid. And uh, he was one of the better players in this nine-point week, in this three-match week for Azagish. All right, we go to the 81st minute, and Chervi now a right-footed shot from the right side of the box. Saved in the bottom right corner by Kizek. He does a great job to get his, his hand to that. That ball is going in. He manages to parry it wide out for another corner kick on the ensuing corner. Terratini would be fouled by Tomas Tavares. And no danger to Chihuahua's goal. Um, Befica will, will go for another substitution. And Bruno Lage would call on last year's top scorer. The Swiss assassin, as I call him. Eris Seferovic is coming on. Carlos Vinicius, my cousin Vinny, is coming off. Huge ovation for the Brazilian forward as he put in a solid performance against his former club, Riuav. And uh, like I said, great work rate and um, a lot of good things off the ball done by Carlos Vinicius. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him again at the end when we go through the goal point rankings. Uh, in the 86th minute, Jetson has his right-footed shot from outside the box, blocked by Tarantini. Um, 87th minute, Andrea Almeida would win a free kick in the attacking half. Andrea Almeida's played three full games in a week now. Um, we're going to get mad about this on Tuesday, but <laughs> I think that that may indicate that he will not be starting in the Champions League at Lyon like he has. He's not played really in the Champions League this season, and perhaps... That's going to continue as we just saw Bruno Lage roll him out for three full matches. That is 270 minutes in one week's time. I don't expect to see him on the pitch in France on Tuesday. 88th minute, Chervi again. Left-footed shot from outside the box. Just a bit too high from a direct free kick. Chervi takes the free kick, puts it just a little bit too high. Jetson would get another opportunity in the 90th from outside the box, but it's high and wide. And the match will end at that point, and the referee will blow his whistle three times to signal the end of the match. Benfica to Riwav nil. Benfica sitting alone atop the table in the Liga Nage. We will get to that after we go through the goal point rankings here, and let's go right into it. All right, um, this has been... A kind of a long show. It has. Uh, it's been a long show to put together. Let me tell you. Um, not so much a long show when, when when you get this final edit. I think I'm gonna release this on Tuesday morning so that you can get this just in time for the Benfica game on Tuesday afternoon. But it has been an, a long Sunday um, as we've I've had some some technical difficulties here and it has taken a while to put this podcast uh, episode together and it's actually going to be one of our shorter ones even though I'm covering the most amount of games I think I've ever covered in one episode I I do apologize for um, going through it a, a bit hurried it, it has felt hurried on my end and perhaps you know some people prefer it to be shorter so um, if you prefer a shorter format well then this one was for you uh, if you prefer the longer one, we'll, I will be back to my normal, uh, more in-depth analysis in the next episode. But let's go to the goal point for this Befica Riuav 2-0 um, matchup from yesterday, Saturday, November the 2nd. And the ratings starting with Riuav, Kizek in goal, 5.9. 
Um, the right back Nelson Monte 4.3, Borakovic 5.1, Adrian Santos 5.1, uh, Rage the right the left back 4.6 uh, in mid the five man midfield as it would play out to be Nuno Santos 4.4, Jean Bor 5.7, Philippe Auguste 4.8, Tarantini 4.7, and Gabriel Zinho. 5.0 with Teremi earning a 5.2 despite being substituted essentially right at halftime. Um, Riuavs substitutes Ronan with a 4.7, Carlos Manet 4.9, and Messias 5.3. Benfica, Vlacodimus 5.0 in another clean sheet. Under Almeida 5.3, Ruben Dias 6.3, Ferru 5.8, Grimaldo 5.7, Pizzi 6.7. Florentino Luiz, 7.3. Goal point would also release that he now leads Europe's... He leads anybody in Europe's top five leagues, plus the Portuguese league, in in broken up plays and interceptions and in recuperações, as we say in Portuguese, ball recoveries. All right, very, very good performance by Florentino Luiz. Defensively, he is just, he is just on another level. Uh, Gabriel, 5.3 as he works his way back to full health. Franco Cervi, 7.3. Liganage, I believe, found him as the man of the match. The Fought Mob app had him rated as the man of the match. But here on goal point, the man of the match goes to Carlos Vinicius, 7.5. And Chiquinho with the 6.5. Let's look a little closer at Carlos Vinicius here. And his man of the match performance, five shots um, none of them on goal, but five shots, a heat map right around the, the, the box, you know, very active in that area. He would win both of his offensive aerial duels. Uh, he made two passes for, for shots, passes para finalização. All right, 93% pass efficiency. You remember again when he was the man of the match against Portimones, he had... He had a 56% pass efficiency, and he scored two goals on 19 touches. A lot more touches in this match. Um, he even had a Desarma steal. He suffered three fouls. He effectively dribbled 5-for-5 five five on the dribble, and like I said, a 93% passer rating. Covered a lot of space for a forward, and overall very good. Um, whether you agree that he's the man of the match or that Cervi is... Um, it's all good for Benfica as they have multiple players playing well now. And hopefully we're turning a, a corner here. The only thing that concerns me is we've got another international break coming up in just uh, a little over a week. We've got, like I said, Leon this Tuesday, Santa Clara next Oh, sorry, Santa Clara next Saturday or next Sunday, one of next weekend. Uh, shout out to Nina from Azagia. She's going to be at that game in her home island. Uh, very excited for her to be able to make that trip to go see Benfica play in her home island of São Miguel. Um, however, Santa Clara does not play in Raul Peixe. They play in Ponta Delgada, but uh, all the same, it uh, must be a absolutely awesome experience for her to get to go to São Miguel and see Benfica play there. Um, statistics for this one shots total shots 20 for Benfica to 3 for Riuav 4 shots on goal to Riuav's 0 no shots on goal this entire match for Riuav uh, 13 shots inside the area for Benfica 2 for Riuav 
89% overall pass efficiency for Benfica, 285% for Rio Ave. Benfica with another very good 78% efficiency on uh, on vertical passes, on forward passes. Uh, Benfica wins 41 of the duels to 39. A very well-contested game in that respect, in the physical respect, um, as the two teams battled hard. 12 fouls committed by Benfica, 14 by Rio Ave. 10 corners to Benfica, 2 Rio Ave's 2, and in possession, Benfica 56%, and um, Rio Ave 44%. Percent. All right. Like I said, I'm not going to go through all the scores in the last three weeks of the Liga Nage. What I will do is I will go to the table for you. All right. We'll do the table and the top scores and leave it at that. As games have finished for the day, I think actually as we as I stand right now, one game is still in progress. Let me double check that for you. Uh, no, it is full time in Braga. Braga two, family count two. So the side from family count, the promoted side, manages to steal a point late, as it was two one last I had checked. And Porto have just beaten Sportivo de Zavj as well. So let's go to the table as it stands now. Top of the table, Benfica nine victories, one draw, one loss, twenty seven points. Second place, Porto, eight victories, one draw, one loss, 25 points. Famalicão in third with seven victories, two draws, and one loss, 23 points. Fourth place, Sporting Clube Portugal. They lost again today to Tondela. Uh, five victories, two draws, three defeats, 17 points. Fifth place, Vitória Guimarães with four, point, four victories, four draws, and two defeats, 16 points. Boavista's in sixth, three three victories, six draws, no defeats yet. They're still the only unbeaten team in the table, and they have 15 points. They're yet to play. They play tomorrow. Uh, Tondela, with 15 points as well, is in seventh. And Riuav, the team we just spoke about, eighth place, three victories, three draws, four defeats, 12 points right now. Santa Clara, with nine, po- nine ma- matches played, one game in hand. Has three victories, three draws, three defeats, 12 points for Santa Clara. Uh, Sporting Braga making their way back up the table after a very poor start despite their success in Europe this season. Three victories, three draws, four defeats, 12 points as well. Minus three goal difference for the Guerreiros. Moreirense is 11th with two victories, four draws and four defeats, 10 points. Minus two goal difference which keeps them ahead of Gil Vicente and Maritimo, who also have 10 points each. Gil Vicente with a minus 4, and Maritimo with a minus 5 goal difference. Thank you to Maritimo for that point, though, that they got there on Wednesday against Porto, putting Benfica back into first place. 14th place is Vitorio Stubal with 9 points. 15th place, Code City. Code City Blues, 8 points. 16th, per- 16th place is Porto Mones with 6 points. Passos Ferreira is 17th in the relegation zone with 5 points. And last place with 1 victory, 9 defeats. Sportiv does Avj. As we go now to the scoring table, let's see who's top of the scoring table as it stands right now in the Liga Nage. It is Peasy at the top with seven goals. Peasy, of course, 
a goal scorer this weekend. He's got two goals from the penalty spot as well. Family Cones, Anderson Silva. No, not the UFC fighter, not the spider. Family Cones player, Anderson Silva, with six, as uh, is Portuz Zé Luiz with six. Bruno Fernandes is fourth with five, as is Sandro Lima from Gil Vicente, also with five. Each of them have two penalty goals. And sixth place, as it stands right now, is my cousin Vinny. That's right. Carlos Vinicius cracks into the the scoring list. He's got four. And let's go to the fixtures for next week for round 11 in the Liga Nage. It will begin. You'll actually, round 11 will begin next Friday with Avj playing host to Gil Vicente. On Saturday, we got Rio Ave home against Vitorio Stubal. Santa Clara home to Benfica next Saturday. 1 p.m. here on the east coast of the United States. That would make it I believe 6 p.m. in Portugal, 5 p.m. on the Azores. Famalicão then home to Moreirense. And on Sunday, Maritimo home to Portimonense. Passos Ferreira host Tondela. Sporting home to Code City. Vitória Guimarães home to Braga in the Minho Derby. That's one to check out. Um, that's a big rivalry. That's one to check out. But it's not the only derby. You also got the Derby Tripeiro. Next Sunday, Boa Vista, home to Football Club do Porto. All right, and then after that, like I said, we have an international break and another TASA weekend. And um, that is going to do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking with me here. Thank you for uh, f- supporting the show, like always. If you like it, give us give us a rating, or I should say give me a rating. So one-person production at this point. Um if you like it, give me a rating. If uh, if you can, share it. Like I said, we just have finally been downloaded on all six continents. I still want to expand that, obviously. Anywhere where there's Benfica speaking English, uh, I hope that we can get this out to them. And um, I think because I think people will enjoy it. Um, we will be back with another episode, okay? Um, I'll be recording probably next Friday night, late night. Um, Befica playing Tuesday, of course, against Olympique Lyon. And then Saturday, they will be playing against Santa Clara. I'll probably be reviewing that one on the following Friday um, as we head into another international break. So thank you to everyone. Um, don't forget to follow the social media. The links are in the show notes. But it's at Benfica Mister on Twitter, at Mr. Benfica on Instagram, and at... Uh, sorry, not at. It's Mr. Benfica on Facebook, okay? And uh, make sure to check out all the other podcasts, too. Give them some love. Uh, everybody's doing such a good job, and everybody's got something different to offer. That's what I really love about this Benfica community. So shout-outs all around. Shout-outs for um, Benfica FM, Benfica Podcast, um, Azagiaj, okay? All of the stuff that's out there. Literal Scared is is, uh, is cr- they're their podcast is a must listen to every week. Uh, there's a good new episode of Matraquilus, okay? Matraquilus is a podcast in Portuguese. If you understand it, they're doing flashbacks, classic games. Their episode this week is one for everyone to listen to, okay? 1991, they're taking you back. Benfica away to Arsenal in the European Cup, the, the competition that would become today's Champions League. Benfica at Highbury, the old Highbury, where they went and got a historic victory in London. In North London against the Gunners, okay, the champions of England at that time. Everyone check that out. Of course, 
Don't forget about o Brinco de Batista. Don't forget História Gloriosa. Don't forget any of the stuff out there. Benfica After 90. Shout out to those guys. They go live, you know, a few hours after each game. Um, great analysis from them. Great feedback. And all the other stuff that's out there. Luis has got his channel, um, VTU, where he watches the game live. And you can wa- you can watch with him, if you will, or you can watch him watch it. it. It's it's all good stuff, man. It's nothing but love in this Benfica community. So um, thank you to everyone for all of the support. And I hope to hear from everyone soon, okay? If you want to, if you got any feedback, don't hesitate. Hit me up, direct message, inbox, whatever you want. All right, I will respond. You can ask Neil, all right? I respond to him. Uh, Neil and I exchange messages quite frequently, probably once or twice a month or so or once every two weeks. Um, and also, speaking of him, he introduced me to a podcast that I, I'll put out there too. This one's in English. It's from it's from the, the On the Continents, the name of the original podcast, and it's called Greatest Games is the series. And they have Benfica versus Real Madrid, the 5-3 European Cup final from 1962. That featured Ozebu on one side, Di Stefano on the other side, his idol. And it talks a lot about Bela Gutmann and um, the type of personality he was. It's a real interesting podcast. And I've become hooked to it as I've listened to several other ones. Some of the newer episodes uh, they've hit on the 1974 World Cup final. They've talked about uh, various other games in history. All good stuff, all right? Um, I think it's called The Rambler is the name of the, the channel. But... Um, if you search for On the Continent Greatest Games, I'm sure you'll come up with Benfica 5, Real Madrid 2. All right, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to let you guys go. It's been a pleasure bringing this episode to you, and I will see you in episode 36. Have a great week, everybody. Forza Benfica. Carrega Benfica. Oh, and I almost forgot the <laughs> results of last week's poll. Um, basically 70% of you guys agree with me and blame Benfica's medical department. That's really all I needed to say. And, um, that, that was the result of the poll. All right. Um, Benfica women winning 10 nil again this weekend. Okay. I had said on the last episode, I would update that. It'll be in the news in the next one. All right. And, um, Benfica basketball beating Sporting for the first time in 24 years. That's because Sporting has not had a team in 24 years. Um, and they magically find themselves back in the first division. It, it's funny how things like that happen for some people and for some clubs. But anyway, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> Have a great week. This has been Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu signing out. Carrega Benfica. Here's Iran Costa to send you guys off this week. Hoje é dia de festa e eu quero juntar Minha voz aos milhares no estádio a cantar Ninguém pode parar essa onda danada É o Benfica que mora no meu coração No meu sangue vermelho de glória e paixão Deixa a águia voar que a gente vai vencer A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar a vitória é nossa e todo mundo vai vibrar A águia chegou e agora vai arrasar Vitória bem fica, todo mundo vai cantar Bem fica, vai pegar, bem fica, vai pegar A bola vai rolar, bem fica, vai ganhar